Let's all pray together. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do. I pray that you'd lead us, guide us, direct us, speak to us tonight. We can't make it a moment without you, let alone a day, a month, a year. We've already figured that out. Lord, we came here on a Wednesday night to not play church, to not watch church, to not be voyeurs. This is not a spectator sport. God, we came here to engage in discipleship and engage in our walk with God. We're not fake Christians who don't know how to come into the house of the Lord and worship you. Just like your word said, just like you spoke to that woman at the well, one day real worshipers, real worshipers, real, not fake, real worshipers will arise and they will worship me in spirit and in truth. And Lord, we thank you, God, that we get to worship you in spirit and in truth. And I thank you for all the goodness, all the grace, all the mercy, all the wonders that follow us. And Lord, we thank you, God, for what you have done, because that means you're going to be faithful to continue to see us all the way through. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy, for they follow us everywhere we go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a praise and thank you. Come on, can we give him a shout of praise? Awesome. All right. It's good to be in the house of the Lord together and just worshiping God together tonight and excited for what God is going to do. God is faithful. God is good. Did you, if you don't, haven't been here this last week, uh, we, we prayed for somebody who had scoliosis and their whole spine got straightened out. We prayed for somebody. They came in literally limping, had a sprained knee, prayed for them. Their knee was made whole, and he literally walked out leaping. We prayed for somebody. They had cancer, and they went and got another test. Cancer was gone. We had another person. This is just in a week. This is just this week. We prayed for a young girl who her, she had a heart condition and she couldn't, her heart wasn't pumping right, wasn't getting enough to it. And we prayed for her and her heart is healed in the name of Jesus. And she is functioning completely. God is going to continue to do it. I, I, that's just like a few off the top of my head. The reason I say God's goodness and mercy follow us all the days of my life is because it is true. It's not just a cliche statement or a scripture I quote because I want to look like I'm a Christian. If you're in the business of trying to look like a Christian, you ought to wonder why you're even a Christian at all because I don't want to look like a Christian. I want to live like a Christian. And a Christian, the Bible says, miracles, signs, and wonders, and goodness, and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And God is continuing to show favor on favor on crazy favor on this house. In three years, if God has done all that he's done, what he's done, what can't he do? God is phenomenal. And I can't, I can't wait till Sunday to share with even more what God is doing. But before you are seated here and online, all those who are tuning in our home churches, I want you to find three people, give them a big high five and say, God's been good to me. In three years, when we launched, we didn't have a missions program. We didn't have a missions in this church. 
we started launching missions and we launched in Nepal and I went to Nepal and we empowered a pastor out there and we have a five-story building in Nepal uh, that we renovated and put a church in and it was it's incredible and since we launched that we have 135 churches that we launched all throughout Nepal which is incredible and then on top of that we said okay let's bless Turkey so then we went to Turkey and we we have a church in Turkey that we've helped renovate that we've helped set up that we've helped establish and now we have a church in Ephesus Turkey you remember the you, do you know your Bible? Ephesians, okay. Ephesus, this is the, that's where it's at. We have a church in Ephesus. And so uh, an incredible church thriving and doing great and reaching a very Muslim community and, and being a blessing where, where everybody said you can't be a blessing. And so then on top of that, we, we decided, you know what, there, what's our neighbor? Let's reach our neighbor. So not only did we do Navajo and not only do we do Hopi, not only did we do reservation ministry, but we also started reaching out to Mexico. And now we have a church in Mexico that didn't have a, had a building, whole huge building, wonderful church that was just planted and going and thriving and, and, and they're doing well, but they had no power to the building. So imagine being in Mexico in the summer with no power to the building. Okay, so it would be super hot now because of Bridge Church. That whole church got power, but just because that church got power, they literally had to bring a power line to the church, which means they had to bring a power line to that whole community. So that means a whole community that once had no power now has power because the church decided to go ahead and be a blessing instead of just sending Bibles. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to preach. We did. Hey, here's a Bible. Change your life. Praise the Lord. See you later. We'll pray for you. Your white brothers in the north. No, come on. Well, let's do something real. Don't, don't look at somebody with a flat tire and say, well, I pray that the Lord gives them a good Bible to figure out how to work that. Now, fix the tire. Buy a new tire. Help them out. We put power in that building. Then we had a, a wonderful, wonderful man of God that I've known for years. He planted the largest, one of the largest churches in Alaska, but he, his church was larger than the three metroplexes in Alaska that he was around, and his church was phenomenal and enormous, and he was able to hand it off, and him and I have been brothers in Christ for a long time, been family friends, and we go way back, and he decided the Lord put a new mission on his heart to not just plant a massive, beautiful, amazing church, but he also said, you know what? I want to go ahead and I want to do a missions work. And he designed a shoe with Nike that the shoe, this little moccasin looking thing, grows with the kids. So then we're not just giving shoes to kids for, if y'all know kids, man, they're like out of that size like that. This it grows with them for a couple years. And so we're talking about a blessing to some people who don't know how to, that we wash their feet. Come on, how much more like Jesus can you get than washing somebody's feet and putting sandals on their feet? And so we're blessing them. And he has a My360 project that we base in Vincente, Mexico. And we have a facility down there uh, that we help sponsor and build. And so now it helps build shoes for everybody in need, but it also creates sustainable missions. You know what that word sustainable means? It means not only do we buy local product to build the shoe, but we hire local people to help make the shoes, but the church pays the local people to make the shoes. So now it's not just like throwing money at poor people like we tend to do in America. It's saying, hey, let's go ahead and I'm going to empower you to feel pride, to have confidence in who you are. You got a job and you got a paycheck and you're living, you're earning your keep and you're, you're creating a, a, bit, a, a place for your family. And this man of God gets to be with us tonight and bring a word. And he is not only a great pastor, he's a great man of God. He's a a great husband, a great father, and just a great friend. Will you help me welcome to the stage Pastor Daryl Carnley? Come on, Bridge. Come on, Bridge. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. I need him to travel with me and open up for me. That was just... It is, it is awesome to be here. And uh, I mean, I am so excited that Pastor Landon and Pastor Emily are having a baby. And this is... I, I just... We've been, we've talked a lot and things. One of the things, though, is I, I just, I hate the fact that he's built so well. And, and I, I used to be that way. So he's going to have the dad bod with having a kid because you feed them gummy bears and you give them caramel popcorn. And I can't wait till I get to come to church here one day and he's up here like me with man boobs and all that stuff. I, that's why I'm glad you're having a child. Anyways, no, sorry. Sorry, online people. Uh, that's why I only get invited back about once every other year. It just seems. But you know what's crazy? I was here last year. I was here that Wednesday night before you shut down for COVID. So I hope we do better this time when we preach. Man, I, I preached so well that we shut the place down. Uh, oh, my God. I got to do better. It's a lot of pressure. Well, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. I have a good friend of mine, Jason, one of our family members from Alaska, and he's hanging out. He's moving down, and, and uh, he was actually one of those ice road truckers up there, so if you've ever watched the show, but he's the guy. He was out there doing all that crazy stuff, and so anyways, good to have Jason with me, but so good to be here. It's fun to see Joe up here. With this. He, Joe, stand up for a moment. He's actually got some new swag on from My360. You can, you can go to my360.org and, and order that shirt. And, uh, and then I'm wearing some swag tonight from Bridge. And if my mother sees me preaching with my hat on, oh, my God. So hopefully she's not on Facebook tonight. But anyways, I'm just trying to keep up with Landon, man. Uh, my shoes are almost as cool, but not as. But anyways, well, it's fun to be here. And I do want to share just a little bit... Um, about what we're, we're here promoting, but also I, I feel like God's given me a word to share as well, if that's okay. But first off, I want to say thanks to Bridge Church. You're our longest standing partner uh, for My360. You partnered with us some years ago. We're now, we have 8,000 pairs of these shoes around the world. We just, last week, we hit our 13th country. We were in Costa Rica last week doing a project, and right before COVID, we hit Pakistan. But we're excited because this is something that God is inviting us into places where a lot of times Christians are not invited. We just had an incredible invitation into Iraq. We were actually going this last year, and then that shut down with COVID. But we're not a Christian organization. We're faith-inspired. So what happens with that is we're just Christians because who we are. But the organization gets invited into places. And the funnest thing, this couple of weeks ago, I'm in Mexico. I get this phone call. I thought for sure my brother-in-law was punking me. But it was the publicist for Alice Cooper. And he said, hey, we would like to meet with you. We like your art mop project. And if some of you don't know what that is, it's a, this shoe is actually flat. You can actually design wearable art send it to a child, you get a picture back of your shoe on a kid somewhere in the world. Long story short, last Monday, we're at the, uh, the Alice Cooper Solid Rock place. Uh, I didn't go because I, I had put too much black makeup on and my wife wouldn't <laughs> let me go. But uh, I, I didn't go. I, I honestly, I just said, you know what, I'm going to stay home because I'll do something stupid there. Um, but they went and, and they decorated. It was so cool. 
And then yesterday got a call from him. And they said, listen, they, this, this weekend he's having his big fundraiser, the big golf tournament, and they wanted me to be involved. Well, I, I leave tomorrow to Mexico. They said, listen, next year we want My360 Project to be involved with this. We want to put you front and center. And it's crazy where God takes you. And that's the point of living for God is it's exciting. If you're here today and you're a believer and you're bored, we, we want you in this altar because you didn't meet the Jesus that I met at seven years old. Because let me tell you, not only when you become a Christian, things get excited, but there's a kick me sign that gets put on your back. There's all kind of stuff that happens, but it's, it's adventurous. Every single day you have to get up. And, and, and not, you don't even have to, you just get up and, and you go and you just let God lead and guide you. And I'm telling you, if, if you'll do this tomorrow, try this tomorrow, walk into a store and just say, God, who do you want me to talk to here? Go do it. It's the funnest thing in life to do. COVID has messed with that a little bit because I like to touch people, you know, and I like to smell uh, like, anyways, it's a long story, but... Sometimes people smell good when you're on an elevator, like, hey, where did you get that? You can't do that anymore. It's, 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 but just start talking to them, and the next thing you know, you're sitting with the vice president of Nike, and you ask him, can you help me design a shoe? That's how it all happens. It was not that I smelt him, but the point is, I just wasn't afraid to get up. I was at the Trump Hotel in, in New York, and I wasn't afraid to get up and walk across the lobby and say, you look like Carl Lewis. And that's how it all started. Because I'm, you, I think as a Christian, you're not afraid. You're not afraid. There's no fear. The love of God casts out all fear. So let's just go have fun. It might not necessarily be in your nature, but it's something that God does to us. And so I want to say thanks to Bridge Church. COVID hit, and it was just devastating for us, it seemed. But this church stood behind us. We pivoted started making masks. The next thing you know, I'm up flying up here in a private jet one day with a box and dropping masks off. This church helped us survive through us building masks. So I want you to give yourself a hand right now, your pastors. And it's, it's really exciting because what happens is, is when you learn to pivot, when you learn to realize that when a door shuts, you maybe go through another one. There's all these, you just hang in the hallway or jump out the window. You know, there's all these things. But God's got our best interest in heart. And I think that's the greatest thing. And so My360, one of the things we're here is we want to take you on a mission trip. This will be your third time to go. And Joe hopefully isn't driving. Um, <laughs> July 22nd through the 27th, you, you can go online. It's $600. We've, we've lowered the price for you guys to go. And we want you to go with us. It's an incredible time. You're going to wash feet like Jesus. You're going to help build shoes. We're going to help paint some places. We're going to do a really cool church service on Sunday morning at our little church, the White Chapel by the sea. Just uh, We're going to go on a volcano hike. It's a blast. But more than anything, your life is going to be changed. Absolutely. And if it's not, I'll have you drink the water and it will be changed. Uh, one way or the other, you're coming back with a change. But uh, 
but I really want you to come. I'd love it. I, uh, who was uh, the lights are so bright? Somebody who was who signed up? You guys have signed up to go. You yeah. This is it's an incredible time. We have a new uh, build center over there. I want you to see some of you who've gone in the past. We've actually expanded. We have more people working for us. We have an incredible guest house. We've partnered with another ministry through COVID, through us doing mask. God opened the door. We built over thirty thousand masks. And down in Vicente, we were able to help seven organizations, and it just opened new doors for us to meet people. And in it, one of the bigger organizations, they've had some, some issues and things, and they've been part, we've partnered with them. We've got a great place for you to stay. And it's just a blast because that's how God works. So anyways, I want you to go online. There's these stickers. You've got to take a sticker with you, put it on someone else's car or your car, put it right next to your presidential sticker or whatever it is. Uh, take a sticker and promote for us. And if you haven't liked us on Facebook, do that, please, my360project.com forward. All the fun things. That's what helps us continue to put shoes on kids. 300 million kids don't have shoes. 11 million kids die before their fifth birthday because of not having shoes. So we're doing something different. It's a different way in. But when you kneel down, and Joe can tell you, and you wash these little kids' feet, it's beyond incredible, and I just invite you to come do that. But I want to share with you, if you have your Bibles, go with me to John chapter 13, and just want to share a short word with you, and that's a lie, but I'm going to try to do it short. Uh, I have to be on a flight in the morning at 5.45 a.m., so it's going to be short, because you get older, you need more sleep, but, uh, but I, I've... I've I did a series, I, was, I went through the Beatitudes, I thought that was pretty cool, but I got into John 13 through 17, and because of a conversation with a friend of mine, and we were talking about the upper room, and he says, Daryl, have you ever studied the first upper room? He said, so many of, of us Pentecostals, we get stuck in Acts chapter 2 upper room, he said, but the, the first upper room is in John 13, and, and it, I've heard that before, but it didn't really resonate and I got into John 13 and I've been studying it and I want to share just a short word to you and I want to encourage you if I can about just the importance of serving and and just what God said about it let's pray father I thank you for this day I thank you for this church and um, the absolute incredible support from pastor Landon and his wonderful wife Lord, they've walked through so much with us as a family and as a ministry. And even when I came, and it was just an idea. Uh, Lord, thank you for landing believing in it. And God, I ask you right now for just uh, some strength tonight as we share just a few words from the Word of God and promote. But more than anything, Lord, just you're here in this place. And when you're here, all things are possible. Lord, I, I don't know what the needs are here tonight. I don't know what fear levels are. But I know this. You're a God who steps in and you take care of things. And you comfort. And Lord, I just pray right now for just strength in every life that's here. Help me share this word in your name. Amen. Let, let me read just a couple of verses. And it's, if you could, I want to give you homework. I know you guys like to write things down and, and you study a lot. And I really appreciate that about this church. Uh, when I first preached here, I thought you guys were just passing notes. <laughs> What's this guy saying? You know, when's he finishing or whatever? Or, you know, check the X, or do you want to go to Applebee's? But you truly are studying, and I love that. Um, 
But as I read this, I'm just reading a portion, and I'd love you to read all around it. There's so much typology here. There's so many great things. But in verse 4, this is the TPT, the, the, the Passion Translation. It says, so he got up from the meal, and he took off his outer robe, and he took a towel, and he wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. And when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. But Jesus replied, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. And if I was to entitle this anything, I would entitle it, but soon it will be clear to you. You know, clarity is an important thing in life, but isn't it unique how many things don't make sense in life? It's, 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 it's something that we um, struggle with in time. It's, it's interesting now, I'm 55, I know I look 35, but I'm 55. Um, all right, I could laughed a little harder there. But isn't it, it's unique now to look back over uh, my shoulder at, at the past, and it's wild how certain things make sense. I, I remember one thing. I was drop, jumping off a roof as a child with an umbrella. You know, you ever do that? I don't know what that's all about. And I never forget my dad coming out and saying, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, we're, you know, we had watched Mary Poppins or something. Uh, got a whipping for that because TV was illegal in our house. But... And I'm doing that a few times, and he says, son, let me, let me tell you why you probably want to not do this. It's gonna, you're going to have bad knees. It didn't make any sense then because my knees were great. But, you know, it's funny. I, my wife, it's not funny that she just had a knee surgery, but she had a knee injury years back. And I'm picking her up at the doctor in January, this $98,000 surgery. And I was sitting there, and I was thinking, you know, I don't have bad knees because I did listen to my dad, but also I was in a very tough religion that didn't believe in sports, and we weren't allowed to play sports. And I was thinking, you know, for one time in my life, religion has actually paid off. I have good <laughs> knees at 55, <laughs> you know. But I, as I'm sitting there thinking about clarity, I remember that day, Dad said, son, you keep jumping off that house like that, you're going to have bad knees when you get older, you know. And, and it's clear to me now, Dad was smart, you know. But is it, it, clarity is an interesting thing. It's, it's something that's important for us. But so many times, especially as believers, there's things that take place that doesn't make any sense at that moment. And here we have this incredible story, and of course, it fits in our organization because one of the things we say, it's hard to throw stones when you're washing feet. And that's the greatest thing I love doing in the organization I get to run, God has blessed me to, to be a part of, is to take all kind of people, Orthodox Jews, I've taken all types of people, and I always tell them we're going to wash feet like Jesus. And it's an amazing thing to see when you watch some person who has never done anything like that and they kneel down and you watch as emotion begin to hit them and, and tears come to their eyes. I've watched it happen. Some of the toughest of men and, and, and it's wild to see. But in this particular story, here is the, the, one of the last greatest things that Jesus did before he died. He's in this supper. He takes off his outer robe and he is the Lord. 
And what's unique is they're setting at dinner with dirty feet, which would be totally uncommon because there should have been someone there to wash their feet as they went in. But he begins to show, and maybe as they were walking in, maybe he tapped the servant and said, no, just don't do it right now. I don't know how it was set up, but however it was set up, it's a very strategic time. And he's going around, and now he comes to pesky Peter. Man, he's the guy. If you've watched The Chosen, you could see. And, and, and if you haven't watched it, you should. It is a pretty good show. But he gets to Peter, and he begins to try to wash his feet. And Peter says something. He says, you can't wash my dirty feet because you're my Lord. And what happens is, is if we don't understand the nature of who our Savior is and our Lord is, we can miss out on a lot of opportunity of authority and power. Authority and power. I, I, some years ago, I was in, I was in uh, London, and I was walking down toward the Buckingham Palace, came up to this street, this really fancy Bentley or something pulls up, and I look, and it's Prince Philip. And there he is. I'm like, holy smokes, you know. And, and, what, you know, and I wave at him. He's this royalty guy. He just passed away. Uh, you know, of course, the first thought in my mind was, you know, what, Prince Philip in a can. That used to be a joke we used to say. But I'm looking at him, and I'm, I'm waving. He goes on down, and I watch him, and he drives into the Buckingham Palace, and the gates open, and they go in. And here's this authoritative person. But wouldn't it have been crazy if he had stopped and got out and said, Hey, Daryl, how you doing, man? I hadn't seen you in a long time. Can I wash your feet? You know, it would have been freaky. I was, well, hold on, man. I should be washing your feet. But what happens in this story, and it's important for us to understand, is that Jesus was showing us a picture of servanthood that only wasn't for that time, but it was for us today. And we as believers, if we're not careful, when we begin to have success in church, I mean, I pastored a church that grew, and, and Jason knows we went from seven to over a couple of thousand people in a town of 1,600. And man, I didn't have to have a, I didn't have to have reservations at Pagoda, which is the most famous Chinese restaurant in Alaska. I, I just Sunday, I'd walk past the Baptist pastor and the Nazarene pastor. They had a table for Daryl. You know, it, it was, you, if you're not careful, you can begin to believe some of your own press. And it's, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's scary. And it's destructive. Jason and I, just a few days ago, lost a very good friend, a pastor friend that I started, when I started North Pole Worship Center, he started his church across town. We began the same month. And just a few days ago, he took his life. It threw me off, man. I, I, I got the phone call, and I had talked with him about a year ago. But I can tell you, even in that conversation a year ago, I, I said, man, how's it going? It, it was always fine. Everything was always great. But you knew that it wasn't. And I believe the world that we live in today, we have such an opportunity as crazy as everything is, for people to peer in and see what Jesus shared and was doing in that first upper room. And, and if we're not careful, see, we're the ones that's to be practicing that. So many times I think we think the world owes us something. It's interesting. It's unique to me to watch people become believers and, 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 and grow in Christ. And then all of a sudden, I remember this one person came to church. They were completely delivered of alcoholism. It was crazy. I mean, amazing. And to me, you know, I would think they should now have more grace toward an alcoholic. 
But I watched them as they destroyed some of their own family because they were alcoholics. And I remember calling them in the office and saying, listen, man, if, if you know anything, you know what these people are going through. Yeah, but, but and it was just a struggle. And I've watched it over the years as, 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 as we go forward. It's, and it's the same thing in my organization. We have this what we call the penny covenant. And I, and I hand everyone a penny. And the penny is about never forgetting the one. It doesn't matter how big we get if we forget the one. And so what Jesus was doing here, he was exampling something. And it's so interesting about Peter because if you continue the story, Peter finally said, well, just wash everything. But it wasn't about washing everything. There was a directive in what he was washing and why he was washing. And it's a story for us as a church to, to replicate and to live it out because there's a world right now that needs God. They're hungrier than you could ever imagine. It might not seem that way, but they're hungry. Here's why I know it. I'm flying into Springfield, Missouri a couple of weeks ago. I'm sitting on the plane with a lady when I sat down, I didn't feel any reason to have a conversation with her, which is strange for me because I love talking. Uh, and I, I, I just, I had just bought some new those ear pods. Those are cool, man. <laughs> that is pretty. They look weird. I thought till you have it. So I was, I had some new music and 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 had you know now that I'm an Alice Cooper guy, I had to download his album and schools out forever. Uh, no. <laughs> and. We're starting on the descent. It is a couple-hour flight. And I said, you know, maybe I should say something to this gal. She seemed to be pretty nice. And, and uh, I leaned over and I said, you're from Springfield? And she says, no. She says, I'm from Fairbanks, Alaska. Like, my God, two hours. I could have been talking for two hours to a friend from Fairbanks. I said, really? I said, I was born and raised. I said, I used to pastor North Pole Worship Center. She goes, oh, wow, that's the church in, yeah, North Pole. I mean, North Pole Worship Center. She probably didn't know where it was at. She was just using deductive logic. But, uh, <laughs> but I start chatting with her. Her husband was, was the, the, the head of, of the university's geophysical department. I know him. And, and this is his wife. And we just start chatting. And, and then she says, you know, I don't think it's a mistake that you're sitting next to me. And I'm thinking, you need help off the plane. I mean, I know I'm a husky-looking dude. I can carry you. She goes, and this is interesting, and I don't want to get emotional thinking about what she said to me, but she says, I, I, I've been looking to find God. And she is of another uh, nationality and this day and time, I don't know how to pronounce or what I don't know how, what to say because I might not say it right. But the point is, she goes, I, I've been looking for God. And she said, you're a pastor. And, and comes from high elite education. She carries a doctor, all this stuff. And, and it was crazy to me. She said it like I, I was going to, hey, I got to tell you about the shoe, you know. And she loved the shoe idea. But she says, I've been looking for God. And so we exchanged numbers. I sent her some, I text her uh, some, some books to read, and, and she lives in Prescott. And, and so they've retired there. And I said, listen, I, I, I mentioned Bridgestone. I said, listen, you, I, I, I want to connect you. It, was, it blew my mind. Like, she came to me, and I didn't know what to do. i like, what, really? You know? It, it's, you know, I mean, my wife's gorgeous, and she came to me and says, I want to marry you. I'm like, no, she didn't. But... 
But I believe this. I believe that we, when we're walking in God's wheel and we're walking in his posture, people are attracted. Because Peter later on was walking into a place and and this person wanted silver and he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus rise and walk. And another time Peter's walking and they're just pulling people out that his shadow hits. See, when you're in the posture of what God has called you to do, when you're serving and you're going, and because your purpose, it, it, don't, don't, don't read many more books about purpose. Your purpose is being gracious and kind. I, I love this passage in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and it says, until then, and I love that part, because I just said, they're, they're, I'm doing something now that eventually you're going to look back and understand. And it wasn't when Peter was boiled and cr- or crucified upside down that he finally understood. It wasn't too awfully later that he understood. This is not, you're going to understand when you get to heaven. No, no. He understood then. I'd like this. It says, until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. I'm challenging this church that God is positioning you. You're a church of service. It's incredible what you do for other facilities, other churches. That's amazing. It's incredible what you've done for our organization. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't stop there. It's a continuous thing. Do not allow the success to go to your head. Do not allow it to say, well, then wash everything. No, keep it at the feet level because it's the feet that's that's prepped with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's the feet that that changes everything in a person's life because I I don't want a a doctrine that's going to try to clean me all up. I want to walk it out. There's something about when you discover what God is doing for you when you discover, when you have that place, don't, don't bring people to Pastor Landon for him to lead them to Christ. No, you get to lead them to Christ. Because what it is, is Jesus just comes and says, hey, I've saved you. And then we get to walk it out. And then all of a sudden, man... I, There's a deliverance that happens in your life. I mean, you were blind, but now you can see. It's your testimony because that's how we overcome, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's not him cleaning everything. No, he saves us. We're saved. We're in. But it's walking it out. I challenge you to go on a trip with us. I challenge you to, to step out of the boat. I challenge you to go and find your place because I want this in your life. I want you to have clarity now. I want you to have clarity now. And clarity only comes when you start getting closer to the subject of what God has called you to do. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's underwater basket weaving. I have no clue. But I know this. You've been called individually to do and to go. And I'm giving you an opportunity. But more than that, find your place here. What a wonderful word about giving and graciousness. It's a powerful thing. Try it. But I just say, go. First thing you do is take a sticker and put it on your neighbor's car. I don't know. But whatever it is, 
do it is unto God and allow him to wash your feet. And I think it's a daily basis for me. I love getting up early in the morning. I love my prayer chair. And I love just sitting there and just talking with God and saying, okay, God, what do you have for me to do today? And he doesn't say, hey, Daryl, I'm going to go do all this for you. No, he just gives me the go. He just washes my feet. And then that prepares me to walk into the mission field. That's what it's about. If you're sitting there waiting for God to complete you, you're going to be sitting there a long time because he's already done it through salvation. But all he does is just wash your feet and says, now I've given you a direction. And go. And sometimes you'll be as uncomfortable as you could ever imagine. Sometimes you'll feel like a grasshopper in a turkey yard. It's a strange place to be. Never been there. But but until you're there, until you're at that spot where you're like, oh, God, what is going on? Then he comes and he just makes it clear. And if there's anything I could say, I want you to have clarity now. I remember that one, there's a movie, Serenity Now, Serenity Now. I think it's Seinfeld. Clarity Now. If you would stand, I'm going to ask Pastor Landon to come. He's far better at closing than me. But I, I just pray that you let God wash your feet. And that's all you need from him because that is what prepares you to go. And then you're out there. He's there with you. But don't wait for him to wash your whole body. That, that's not his job. It's not even your mama's job. That's your own job. Amen. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.